you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. First and 20 now, but the down and distance not as important as getting the points. You got 46 yards to go. Need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Goff has the snap. He flush from the right. He stripped. The ball's on the deck. It's Indomitian Sue picking it up at the 35, running to the 20. The former Ram to finish it. A scoop and score for Indomitian Sue in week four in L.A. Shaquille Barrett got to Goff and knocked it out with 106 to go. This one all but sealed. Dominican Sue, Johnny on the spot there. Shaquille Barrett rushing over Havenstein, finds a way to get to Jared Goff and knocks the ball out of his hands. We've seen this before. And Dominican Sue picks it up and gets to running down the field. David, football, football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Super Bowl hangover or not, there you hear our pal J.B. Long, voice of the Rams alongside our other pal, Maurice Jones-Drew. A stunning result, I guess, in a vacuum, but it also leads me to where I started talking a month ago, six weeks ago. I think this Rams team might be in some trouble. They have not looked great despite the three and one record. Now we'll see what uh, what awaits them as soon as Thursday night, Thursday night football coming at you. The Seahawks, the Rams both right now looking up at the San Francisco 49ers who on earth could have seen the San Francisco 49ers coming up big in 2019. Dave Damashek, that's who he told you they were going to win the division. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by our pals over at Zaxby's home of the famous chicken fingers wings and salads go get you some put them in your belly ASA AMP behind the glass Eddie Spaghetti you're ready to roll yes I'm very excited yeah it's a good I imagine you are it was a very good Sunday for me so you're two and two yeah 
Your, your I, New York football giants are suddenly two and two. I was very pleased with the Saints and uh, with Teddy B pulling out the victory there. Um, I wish the Packers held on uh, versus the Eagles because the Giants would have been. Really I was going to say I that is the first close. thing I thought of as soon as uh, the, the Saints held on to a win on Sunday night. I thought, you know, Giants fans are feeling good right now. Mm-hmm. They could be feeling even better. What if at the quarter poll you were in second place and the Eagles were the ones looking up at you? Yeah, it would have been a three and one and a two and two Giants team, uh, three and one Dallas team, Giants two and two. Eagles would have had uh, one victory. Um, but you know what? Next week the Giants have the Vikings. The Vikings are in all kinds of disarray, so I'm feeling pretty good next week. Saquon's already out of his walking boot. Uh, we get Golden Tate back, so you know. Yeah, it stinks the Eagles won, but I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about next week, though. I knew I was in trouble going into the weekend um, because I didn't have Saquon. He was my in my big fantasy league. He was it's an auction league. I spent uh, I broke the bank to get Saquon. Yeah. And uh, of course, he was down. And um, I also then I picked up Jordan Howard and he scored three touchdowns yeah. last Thursday night. But I left him on the bench. Ugh. And then I realized I was realizing this and, and realizing Oh, now I have to go with Adrian Peterson and Carlos Hyde. Neither one of those guys is going to come close to three touchdowns. I was sitting at the car wash. And as I was sitting at the car wash, it started to rain in Los Angeles. And I knew a pox had been laid on the weekend before it had even officially arrived. But you had rain on Sunday? No, on Friday. Oh, Friday after on the Friday. Oh, after I was at the, the car wash. Yeah. yeah, we had weird weather Friday, Saturday. I know. It rained on my car. I knew I was yeah. doomed with the weekend, yeah. and the, that's basically how we're – in fact, no one cares about anybody else's fantasy team. You don't need to, to kibitz about it. And I'm going to tell you anyway, I put up a woeful 53 points in fantasy this week, so I'm in, so I'm in a lot of trouble. Thanks to Deshaun Watson and New Hopkins there. But my worries that, you know, misery loves company, and there's plenty of uh, misery to go around. Spaghetti – it brings me to this while we're talking NFC East. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible that the skins are as bad as the Dolphins? Keeping I, in mind that the Dolphins are trying to lose. Trying, the Dolphins are trying to lose, and the I think the skins are worse, uh, and I put this down in our rundown because Josh Rosen. I think Josh Rosen literally is just a better quarterback of either team, and I think he could do more. He had an okay game yesterday with absolutely zero talent. I mean – the skins replaced that you kind of call that one put Haskins in versus the Giants bad defense. They put Haskins in. He's actually worse than Case Keenum. Now, apparently Colt McCoy may start next week. We don't know yet. How great is that? It's just wild. I mean, and now all the Giants fans, you know, there were a group of Giants fans who were like, we should probably target Dwayne Haskins in this draft. He had a really good stretch sure, right. for Ohio State. And uh, no one really knew about Dalen Jones at all. You just see Dalen Jones losing to Clemson and you know, other ACC schools at Duke. Uh, and now Dalen Jones comes in is awesome. And Dwayne Haskins looks like uh, he's just lost out there. Well, let's not make let's not make any hard, well, yeah, fast decisions about that. But yes, you're right that that is one emerging narrative, at least for Giants fans, especially is look at it is it is crazy to think that in six months, what the journey that Danny Dimes has gone on. We'll see what the long term holds for him. I also am thinking about my and by the way, uh, for you, the listener, uh, you know, I, I know jive policy is always in effect. We're just going to run the gamut here. Let's see how far Eddie Spaghetti and I can go in reviewing week four for you and looking ahead to week five. We are, after all, at the quarter poll here. Most yeah. teams are, aside from the couple that were on uh, that were on their bye this past weekend. Um, who? Is, what do you think the narrative spaghetti at the quarter poll is? What's is it? Let, let's go through some of these things. These are the overarching 
thoughts that I have sure. at the at the quarter poll. One, there are per usual in our league of parity. There are a lot of teams that are in pretty close proximity. I think you saw that on Sunday night. There yeah. was some overreacting, you could see, predictably, from Cowboys people and from some national voices, too, saying, how can you call the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender when they can't even beat T- Teddy Bridgewater? Mm-hmm. My response is, is the same as our pal Greg Rosenthal's is, you can't judge anything that's going to happen in December and January uh, based on what you saw in September, especially with no preseason, basically for most of the players in the league. That's right. And, you know, that it, it, I that's 100 percent accurate. And I always say, as you know, that August you must ignore. It's a lie for your eyes. You know, it's a Civil War reenactment. It only looks real. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we now have to push that into the month of September. I think you can't really judge much of anything. The only thing you can do, the one asterisk to that is you can play yourself out of the playoffs. If you're if you go O for the month, you're probably out of the playoff picture. But as long as you are treading water and 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 in it, you're probably in fine shape. How many times have we seen the Chargers as a great, for instance, work themselves into it and say, well, you know, I don't know. Nobody's talking about the Chargers, but they've uh, look at what the Ravens did a year ago. There are any number of examples of teams coming out the the Colts. Um, they started O for last year, didn't they? Weren't they O for O and four? And they turned it around. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, they were 0 and yeah. 4. So there are recent examples, even of if you um, are really bad coming out of the gate, you don't necessarily have to close the book on your season. But in all likelihood, so there's some dreadful teams, some all time bad teams. Is that the the biggest story that there's a team in the NFL that even before the first game declared, we're not going to try to win at all. And in the meantime, you could make a case that the Redskins are as bad the Broncos are kind of star-crossed, yeah. but now they have no Bradley Chubb, and now there are rumors that maybe they'll try to move Von Miller, which is which wouldn't have been plausible a half decade or a decade ago. You would never trade your franchise's best player away for anything. Now, all of a sudden, with all these trades and everything, as we wait to hear if Jalen Ramsey's going to move, maybe we'll hear Von Miller moves too. Which do you think is more likely, or do you think both will happen? I think Ramsey's definitely the one that's more likely to go, but I think it makes sense now the, the Broncos just to... Because you see the Dolphins, like, well, they're selling out, so I guess we should do the same and try to be in the conversation for a number one, number two pick. And if you could move Von Miller for, I mean whatever Khalil Mack was worth, he's probably worth around the same, uh, if not more. So I think that the Broncos definitely could do that. But I, I think that uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to get traded because I think he's just over with his, his time in Jacksonville, I think, unfortunately, because of Tom Coughlin, which is silly, in my opinion, because the, the Gardner Minshew is the he has to be your quarterback in the future now. And he, the, the team has a, has some juice to them. And he's performed like thing they uh, quarterback rating wise. He's the best rookie of his first four starts. And he's uh, Leonard Fournette had a great game. So I don't know why he'd want to leave Jack, uh, you know, Jacksonville, the AFC South. But right now, I mean, with Houston struggling and, and the Colts just uh, lost to the, the Raiders, I mean, like it's easily they could win that division. No problem. And I don't get why he wants to leave there because he showed I mean, he is the best corner in the league. He showed what he could do against uh, New Hopkins. And now he I mean, if he goes to the Eagles as a team that's rumored, like, do you want to challenge? Now you have to worry about the the Cowboys. You have to worry about, I guess, the Giants now at this point. Like, why, I don't know. To me, the AFC South is the place. Well, the th- the thing to me is, is that, you know, Right now, it feels like, all right, the Giants really for the excitement two weeks ago, they should have lost to the Buccaneers that game. They, they should have hit were it not for some mix, missed kicks, including yeah. the last one. They they still would have lost it. You would have felt good, but they would have lost that game. But 
Now, if Von Miller can be had, is it crazy that if the Giants went and got him, that they would be kind of a player They're in legitimate. the NFC chase? Either one, Ramsey or Von Miller. And it's it's weird because you have your quarterback of the future, and that's like the one thing everyone wants. The Dolphins want that. You want to tank to get to pick your quarterback of the future, but the Giants already have that. So it's like, why do you care about where you're picking in the first round? If, if Danny Dimes leads his team to be 500 or so, and you're you're picking around uh, you know, 13, 14 in the first round, it's like, well, if you give up, if you give up your first round pick and you get a guy like Von Miller or you got a Jalen Ramsey like I said both could be used in the Giants defense especially now with uh, uh, Giants have an injury well I'm, I'm just thinking about where what destinations would make sense and beyond that what would be um, you know I mean, a, a, a realistic get any too. any team in the uh, almost in the NFL would want to would want them but yeah. there's obviously salary cap concerns sure. and otherwise Giants would have need would get in the cap, way of that yeah. yes that would be that would be the big question with that but um so that leads me to this question because it does seem like Jalen Ramsey might also wind up in Kansas City if the if the price comes down a little bit on him. And by the way, with Kansas City still at four and zero, basically without Tyreek Hill, is that the natural swap? Is to send Tyreek Hill to Jacksonville? Is that reasonable? Either way, this here's the question. Not that it ultimately makes a difference, but it it does show sort of the have have nots of the NFL here in the age of parity. Are the bad teams worse than the good teams are good? And the good teams are exactly two, the Chiefs and the Patriots, and that's it. I feel like what we can see is, I hate to say a hard and fast thing like that, but can you imagine injuries notwithstanding as always? Is there a team out there? that can rival either one of those when it comes down to it. Whatever whatever sound and fury we see between now and New Year's Eve, does any of it really get in the way of the Chiefs and Patriots being the clear-cut two best teams? Uh, as flawed as they are. And they both are flawed. Yeah, in the in the AFC, I don't I don't see I don't see a spot where either of those teams can go and, and lose a game. I think if they had to play uh, a play some of these NFC teams maybe a fully who's as good i mean well first of all to me the third best team if healthy which they are not is the chargers the chargers are treading water like i said before they're two and two but they're banged up and you know they still don't have melvin gordon back but you know they're about to and if they i mean okung is probably not going to play this year but they might get derwin james back in december we'll see but they still have other injuries all over the place but like i say 500 right now maybe they could who else could play with them the pat i mean week to week you can see and and I encourage you, Nate, the man, don't overreact. Don't be a dope. I'm keeping track of all the overreactions by everybody. When people get two weeks in and decide this is going to be, you know, the, the, the Browns are doomed. I don't think they're, I think that division is emblematic of the NFL. I think the AFC South is representative of things too. Like you mentioned at this point, as we said before the season started, now they're all mixed up at two and two. So is the narrative that Patrick Mahomes is doing it again. And we're on a collision course for Mahomes v. Brady in a battle for the for the generations coming up again. Literally 
two different generations, those two. I think so. I think so. I mean, Mahomes didn't have a touchdown pass yesterday, and he still had a comeback in Detroit, who apparently may be a good team, which you were kind of on. You said Detroit, watch out for them. I mean, in their building, first time in a dome, and, you know, they come back and win 34-30. I mean, I don't see the Patriots. They'll slip up a couple times here and there. It was a tough game in Buffalo, but, yeah, right now, it's 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 the, those two teams are in the top. And the AFC, who else could challenge them? I was a believer in Baltimore. I mean, they just got smoked at home. Uh, the Chargers, like you say, yeah, I guess. Like, you know, if Melvin Gordon, they could find a way to put him back in. Eckler's still doing his thing. Uh, you, you can't lose Mike Williams for a long sp- uh, period of time. That's going to be a big thing. But besides that, I, I don't know. I mean, do you, I don't think we trust Tennessee, but they look okay. No, man. but I mean, that's a, the Texans, right? The Texans, you know. That, that should was, be the team. The that Texans was a bad should, loss. They should be the team that's on that level, and for some reason, they just can't do it. Yeah, I guess. That, but if you look at the, you know, the Ravens are probably going to be what you could have and you've seen this in in seasons past where a team wins a division at eight and eight or nine and seven i feel like that's one thing i say don't overreact but i but projecting ahead isn't that kind of where we're going to wind up with in the afc north and the afc south yes i mean those are going to be i you might not see double digit wins for either division champ on that side of things and the saints are good but not great and they could have very well lost that game and i could see that division all being a mess at you know with the with the falcons disappointing so far and carolina with its you know kyle allen's look good and here come the buccaneers who really could be three and one like i say they should have made that kick to beat your giants a week ago and then they would be the story they would be one of the headlines of the nfl and i will continue to say it until i'm blue in the face if i'm not already but in a world of fraudulent QB whispers. How about Bruce Arians everywhere he goes from Carson Palmer to Andrew Luck to Ben Roethlisberger um, and now Jameis Winston. Man, you can't argue with the results. He turns all these guys into the best version of themselves, it feels like. If, I mean, Jameis is finally, he, and because of Bruce Arians, they're finally utilizing their weapons. Everyone last week, Mike Evans, you know, crushed the Giants three touchdowns, a uh, bunch of catches. And now this past week versus the Rams, it's like, okay, well, now it's Chris Godwin's day. And then, oh, by the way, we still have OJ Howard. You have to cover and then they're f- because i guess Jameis is passing the ball then now the running game was working and ronald jones last year was bad you know they took him in the second round of usc looked great yesterday so and they still have peyton barber to back him up as well it's a f- like a full like working offense uh and the defense is very good although yesterday you know the rams did score on them but they stifled the giants in the first half of the game last week and they have some you know some younger players vita vey and uh and uh, vernon hargraves who they drafted early didn't to make impacts and they are i i'm not sure sh- like if if they're they could challenge the Saints. I still think the Saints winning in uh, how they did yesterday versus what I thought was the best team in the NFC in Dallas, and then to go win up in Seattle with Teddy Bridgewater, who literally does not push the ball on the field, and Kamara was shut down by the Dallas defense. I think once uh, Breeze comes back, and they're saying it could be sooner rather than later, it's it's he. Uh, they're going to push the ball. And they're going to score a ton of points to the defense. I know like Kamara that. basically is such a uh, a dangerous weapon. Yeah. Um, as a pass catcher, that it negates this fact. But they 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 continue. It's Michael Thomas and and nobody else, no else to catch yeah. passes for uh, for whoever's the QB there. Which takes me back to I know the Patriots are flawed. You saw that against a good Bills defense on yeah. Sunday. You saw the Chiefs struggle. I mean, they got uh, again. Um, they got it run down their throats 
by Detroit. Um, and, and yet to me, it feels like those are your two best teams in the league. And then after that, it occurs to me, I'm, I'm trying to land on at the quarter pole, how we make sense of all this, how, how, what is the universal takeaway from what we've seen so far this season? And maybe it is. And I thought, Oh, I, I've been wildly wrong about the fact that I said we've achieved full QB saturation before the season started, that every team has a halfway decent QB, and now it's all back, uh, so many backups, but maybe that lends credibility to my argument that the quarterback is so deep, at the, the, that the position is so deep now that you can take a rookie like Garden Minshew off the uh, off the bench, and he's now 2-0. Teddy Bridgewater, completely different um, history, personal history than Garden Minshew's followed, and yet he also is 2-0, filling in for Drew. Drew Brees, at the time of this recording, I'm going to stick my neck out. Let's see what Mason Rudolph does. But if he wins mm-hmm. in Heinz Field against the, the Bungles, yeah. then that's another um, another episode, another chapter in this uh, in this story of backup QBs. Chase Daniel. I mean, he can't. Chase Daniel comes in. And what would the he, final score have been there in Chicago if Mitch Trubisky hadn't gotten hurt? Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, probably worse. It, it, they 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 might have lost the game. I mean, as, as bad as Kirk Cousins is playing, Mitch Trubisky this year has not looked that great. And Chase Daniel came in and made a lot of good throws. He's, you know, finding Allen Robinson open uh, for a guy who's been like literally a career backup. Has made like thirty plus million just holding the clipboard. He came into the job and they moved the ball enough to win uh, versus a pretty good Minnesota Vikings defense. But yeah, it's it's uh, that that speaking of that division with besides the fact that we all know Mitch Trubisky, you know, Mahomes and Watson were in that draft. The Vikings may have to bench. Uh, they may have to bench Kirk Cousins now because now Adam Thielen's publicly saying they have to pass the ball. They they're not going to want to pay him next year for what he's owed. Like the Vikings will be in the market for a quarterback at some point. That's a and and who is it? Mannion. Uh, who they're back? I haven't. I, I checked their back. If I remember right that correctly, I think it's Sean Mannion finished the. I can't imagine that they're going to do that. Well, he's owed a bunch, a bunch of money next year, and I, I just can't see them keep staying with him. They fire, yeah, it is. You're right, it is Sean Mannion. They 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 fired their they could do worse, point. I think, than they, Sean Mannion. They fired their OC last year because they weren't uh, running the ball enough, and now this year they're not passing the ball enough, and it makes because they were passing it only last year. And I, I get they're a Dalvin Cook offense. He's great. He's back to his FSU form. That's what you want. But you have arguably the best duo receivers in the league, and uh, I know that Stephon Diggs finally had a decent second half yesterday the first time of the season but like when you have your star receiver coming out and saying like we have to throw the ball better I mean throwing the ball with like 60 times in the first three games is, is abysmal and like they just haven't they're just no once you stop Dalvin Cook there's just no threat for them to do anything with you I'm confident it like, doesn't add up though no. because De- like you say Diggs plus Thielen plus let's not forget Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph too. Yeah. had a good year just last year and, and now he's basically being used like a 1971 tight end and and they drafted uh Irv Smith too uh <laughs> Uh, from uh, from, from uh, Alabama, Irish. yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Alabama, and you have so you have two tight end weapons, you have two great receivers, and then you have a running back who could basically do it all, and they they're not moving the ball at all. And you know the Giants have an, an atrocious defense, but next week I'm looking forward to playing them because it's just like okay, well if you stop Dalvin Cook, then you're going to be in the game because Kirk Cousins will not beat you, and he's a guy I kind of defended. Um, I said he was a slightly above league average, I thought, uh, but not anymore. I mean, he's he's just uh, he doesn't win in crunch time. He doesn't lead game winning drives. He throws bad picks. It's the Vikings are a team I was really high on. But wait a second. That might be right. What are the Vikings doing? This I, you know what? As we I'm glad we had this talk because I think at the quarter pole, this what the takeaway is. It's the year of the backup. Yeah. Minshew. 
the Chase Daniel better than the starting quarterback on Sunday. He wins that game. Kyle Allen comes in. That team was 0-2 with Cam. And now Kyle comes in, and they're 2-0 since then. The Rams have their $100 million and whatever million-dollar guy, Jared Goff, who, despite throwing for 500 yards on Sunday against the Buccaneers, look crummy. Yeah, I mean, he has more turnovers than, than touchdown passes. Um, I'm going through it. Jimmy Garoppolo, what is he other than a glorified backup? Really, if we're gonna if we're gonna stretch it, right? Actually, you know, that is right. This is actually he kind of is the face of that. Steve Young, for all of his deeds, what is he ultimately known as? In his in his obituary, in the first paragraph, it will have to state that he was Joe Montana's backup, right? Or took over for Joe Montana. Sure. Is it Garoppolo basically for the rest of his life Tom Brady's backup who got traded away? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm just trying to build my little narrative here. Yeah. This is what it's about. These this is a critical moment, spaghetti. I hope you'll join me um, on that. But yeah, so the Vikings, that's the solution. What's wrong? You aren't playing your backup. That's what's wrong. Nick Foles, uh, you know, Philadelphia. That you know, he's. I wonder where he's going to be next year too, because that that poor dear. I mean. I mean, not that Minnesota wants another high-priced veteran quarterback, but I mean, there are going to be teams that are going to want him. I, I I do believe his time in Jacksonville is over with now that Minshew is is performing the way he is. Um, he, who's? But I mean, think about this. Think about it from this perspective. Look at just the AFC, and I hear you that the NFC feels like it has more good teams, but it doesn't. I, I disagree with you. I don't think. And if you played these, if you played 10 times Mm -hmm. the Patriots and the Chiefs, I think the Patriots and Chiefs would beat any NFC team that they played 10 times over five. You know, let's say they played, let's say they played four home games, four road games, two neutral site games. The Chiefs and Patriots would win the majority of those games against any NFC foe, right? Who would, I mean, Rams, Seahawks, Niners, Saints, you taking uh, the Saints, the Packers, maybe the Bears because of that defense. I like the Cowboys a great deal. Maybe the Cowboys because of Zeke and, you know, if, if that if they can get into a run of just physically battering a team. And that would seem to be the way you could have uh, the way you get past the Chiefs. But ultimately, Mahomes and Brady are going to whip any NFC team, right? More often than not. More often than not, I agree. And I, I, I don't know if it's the natural Patriots hater in me that I think that the Chiefs may be a tick better. And it's only because that their defense, to me, still has not really been improved. And they don't have Tyree Kill. And they don't have Kareem Hunt. And they're still finding ways to win games. And they're winning away. Like, Pat, uh, Pat Mahomes didn't throw a single touchdown pass. And they came back and won the game in Detroit. Uh, and I think Detroit is a pretty good yeah. team. So to me, I'm more impressed with what they, uh, what the Chiefs are doing this year. But I, I agree with that. I mean, maybe you get Dallas gets them on a good day where they're fully healthy, no, no Tyron Smith high ankle issue or anything like that. Michael Gallup has to come back from his injury, and he's a, a good number two slash three because Randall Cobb didn't seem that great yesterday. But I think overall, I mean, the, they're a pretty complete team. That, you know, talking about a team that I don't know if they could do it cap-wise, but if they made a move and go get a guy like Jalen Ramsey, the Cowboys, I think that would put them over the top to be a real the, the best team in the NFC. And well, I, my friend Gabe, I do the uh, I do the podcast uh, over at The Athletic, too, and appreciate everybody who has dropped me a line to tell me they've listened and subscribed and all the rest of that. Appreciate it. Um, but my pal Gabe over there has made the point that it maybe would have been better 
and not to say it precludes them from doing it now. Maybe they learned something by playing against uh, against the Lions in Week Four. Um, that maybe if they would have gotten it handed to them at some point, that they would have felt compelled to get Jalen Ramsey. They sure. need. I think they what would what would do them well. They don't have to get as humiliated necessarily as the Rams got on Sunday in the Coliseum by the Bucks, but maybe they need to get exposed for their own well-being to say, okay, we're not good enough. We're 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 fraudulent if we think this team wins the Super Bowl as constituted. We need that another defensive piece here to really get to the next level, sure. and maybe that'll inspire them. But Von Miller ain't coming to. I highly doubt that if the Broncos even did consider trading Von Miller, Individual. they wouldn't trade him to the Chiefs no. of all places. No, he he wouldn't go there. You know. And that's a good point. I think of a well-coached team that is pretty balanced, like the the Patriots. If they, you know, if Mahomes, let's just say, gets picked twice or fumbles or whatever, whatever, they can't get the run game going, and all of a sudden they're down, and uh, and the defense is doing a good job versus him. Then yeah, you're right because you don't trust their defense to stop you. Uh, we're unsure at this point if they can control the clock with their ground game. There are some issues. It's just been at this point through the the, well, the quarter I- pole. It's it's just okay, Pat. We're, we're going to have you run around and make plays, throwing, looking in one direction, throwing to another, and we're gonna we're gonna score thirty plus and beat you. And it's like it's almost been too easy. So I agree. We haven't seen them with it. The only adversity they had was being down late in the fourth versus Detroit. And they came back and won that game. Are you spaghetti aware? Uh, are you looking at the standings right now? Don't uh, look at them if okay. you are. I'm not. OK, I was looking at Kirk Cousins uh, salary. OK, tell me how many teams in the AFC have a winning record right now. Uh, Well, there's two in the AFC East. There's. Is there one in the north? And then the west is one. Uh, and the south is one. This is to tell you the state of affairs. Uh, when you talk about parity, there are exactly three. There are the undefeated Patriots and Chiefs, Chiefs and then there are the Bills. three and one Bills. That's Those it. are the only teams with winning records. That's at the quarter yeah, pole in right. the AFC. Yeah, because the Titans beat the Jags. The entire uh, South is two and two. The that's entire right. South. Yeah. All four teams are two and two. The Raiders and Chargers are both two and two. You have uh, you have the Ravens and Browns now both at two and right. two. Right. Yeah, because I'm kind of the Ravens. Yeah. That, I mean, in, in theory, it's what you want. You want. You, like, I disagree. It's not what uh, you want, Spaghetti. What do you want that for? Because I think uh, to compare it to the NBA, people are sick of the NBA having like four or five good teams that are way above everyone else else and you know only they could win actually four or five might be generous uh well this year is different but past gonna make me quote buddy syndrome again but i i think that two and three like there people don't want two and three they want the parity they want everyone to be eight and eight the nfl is designed to make you eight and eight and they want you want to not know like who you know whoever gets in the dance like anyone can come out and win now the problem is i don't like that and because of the buddy syndrome syndrome which is that when everyone is super no one is you cannot have a parody if it's just like I'm going to wait for my number to come up eventually as, lo- as long as I'm not just run uh, as long as I'm not a terribly run organization, which is the is the caveat to why everybody's number doesn't eventually come up that uh, that aside, if you get the if you start to get the vibe as a fan that all right, just the way things break and we get uh, some first round picks here and our little window for success is going to happen for us. It's unsatisfying. You want, I mean, the Stanley cup is great because it has, or at, I mean, in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, it's gotten lousy because of some of the words that are now etched into it alongside 
names like Canadians and Orr and Lemieux. Now it also includes Capitals, Devils, yeah, Lightning. Yeah, I get Lightning. That's junk. That that sullies the value of that uh, of that precious cup. I, I, Same thing this way. You want you uh, want your brand names. It's good when the Cowboys are a dominant team, and even if it isn't, no matter what team it is, the Patriots. Always being there, do the NFL a great service by obscuring that. If it just feels random week after week and season after season, I assure you it will be unsatisfying. I don't know. I, I like the fact that, you know, to go back to the NHL playoff thing, like uh, I was uh, exposed on old takes exposed or freezing cold takes rather because I picked all eight last year's NHL players. I picked all eight series wrong. Every other one, every other game was. And that's good. Yes. So they feel. So why don't you just flip a coin? Then? I think. Why? I think it's. I think it's great. I think because because you don't the one versus eight the eight very well way the eight could sweep the the number one seed. I think that's great. You want to have that in sports. I think if for the NFL to be in a similar situation as like the NHL playoffs, I think you want that because you you are now like especially you being a Steelers fan or me being a Giants fan. It's like they both teams struggled early on. It's like oh well, if they pick up a win tonight, the Steelers versus the Bengals or the Giants win again next week versus the Vikings. It's like okay if we stay in this thing and you know if the Steelers run the both Connor, they could win a couple games. I get it, but that's what I want. Of course, I want to see that yeah. for my particular team, but I also want a gap. Seeing, right, I'm also seeing the forest for the trees, though. You don't want to when 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 it's random, it ceases to be an upset. Upsets are great because they don't happen very often. That's what makes it juicy. Is whoa, can you believe it? When I I, I the the greatest curmudgeonly sports take I have above all other. Uh, I, I have a few others like in baseball. I would be happy if we went to a best of nine series and you only had two pennant winners. The reason you can't do that is because it's not engaging to the largest amount amount of fans. That's why sports don't do it. It's not for for competitive interest. It's for the fans to say my team's still in it. Ergo, I'm going to continue to watch and I'm going to continue to buy tickets and so on. But I like I'm I, I like a meritocracy. I want the best teams to play each other and be positioned to based on their deeds to be rewarded for that. March Ma- and my but my curmudgeonly take is the biggest one is that March Madness, while super fun, is a lame way to determine who your best team is. Yeah, but the but the March Madness, you have a, a 16 seed is not going to beat. I mean, I know it's happened once, but they're not going to go on a run and beat, you know, the Dukes and the Kentuckys of the world. The same. It happens way more than it used to. Not 16. Right. But, I, but but you see those rando nine seeds and everything get. Sure. It, that's unsatisfying. You don't want if we my point is my my the gathering storm is if you have some eight and eight bum teams and, and they're your division champs, that's going to be a crummy wild card weekend. Uh, but the Giants. You think that's good the, if that's the way the, it is? The Giants won Super Bowl at nine and seven. It's one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. I that think, stinks. What if, no. what if the Cardinals had won the Super Bowl That's at nine and awesome. seven? That I would have stunk. I would feel so great for Larry Fitzgerald and that and that organization. I think it's great. I like that a lot. I think the one main issue that I, I'm going to address the elephant in the room is that the fact that the Patriots are still in the conversation. Well, guess what? That's exactly right. Yes. So you want parity. Well, you got it. And guess what? There's still going to be the Patriots, the Patriots and Chiefs. Right. Who's well, gonna, no, the Chiefs who's, are fine. I will let the Chiefs who's win. Make it, that's, I, I'm just telling I just you, it's the, the same effect as what you just said. Oh, it's good because there are these engaged fan bases now, but you know that it's the Chiefs and Patriots right now. Who can you rightly say when you can't say that there's any team that you see in the, in the AFC, the whole conference? Who do you know is going to the playoffs now? I guess that's intriguing in the short term. I hear your argument, but really, who's definitely going to the playoffs besides the Chiefs and, and uh, Pats? <sighs> In the I AFC. I 
Bills? They're definitely uh, like they are they the third best team? No, it'll be two teams from the north. I think I still like the Ravens. I still think Lamar Jackson. I'm just enthralled by what he does in the field. Like he's just awesome to watch. I think he'll figure it out. He's almost like a Mahomes light. Um, maybe it'll be very interesting to see I'd, what happens with that team. In the I'd next like month. to see. I'd like to see the Patriots go to Baltimore uh, and play. But I think the they could do some damage there. I think the Chargers. The Chargers have all the talent in the world if they if they could figure it out. I think that's your one. That's but, if you if you're hoping for somebody to be a wild card to get in there and shake things right. up, just like it was last year. We saw the the fate that met. Them up they, in yeah, Foxborough, but they, they remain the best team. I think they have the weapons, and and Stephon Gilmore has been awesome for the Patriots. But they're the one team. It's like, okay, well, if you want to put him on Keenan Allen, we still have Mike Williams, and then it's like, okay, well, if you have to spot Melvin Gordon a few plays, we still have Austin Eckler, who's right now probably better than the majority of the league's running backs. Uh, you know, across the the whole entire league. So like, it, it's it, yeah, it, that thing it, that what stinks about the parity is that you still have the Patriots involved in the conversation that will end up probably winning another Super Bowl. But if we remove the Patriots and you don't have to worry about the threat of Tom Brady and Belichick again and again and again i think it's a lot of fun because that seems fun for a year but in year four and five of that when it's like oh the who won who won the super oh yeah it was the titans and who won before that was the buccaneers and like who won the year before that i think was it the Bengals who won like if when everybody's number fine. comes up it ceases to be special that's great because then it, then it will also end the the teams like the dolphins who want to tank because we're, we're kind of getting rid of the old guard we had for so many years it was like oh it's always brady and it's always peyton manning and it's always drew Brees, and for a little bit it was always aaron Rodgers, and now it's like well the packers are struggling offensively and the saints don't have breeze right now and big ben is hurt and you know the giants are transitioning to a, a new you know a new offense the new quarterback for the first time and all those people who are always in the, the those quarterbacks that we're always used to seeing there and the team's always getting there there's no longer those teams involved and i think that's fun now it is the chiefs and now it may be the chargers uh who have kind of lingered a bit um you know it may be you know dallas is here but they're not here with tony romo they're now here with with dak prescott and zeke elliott so i think it's i think it's fun to have a new team baltimore's here again but, you know, maybe here again, but it's not with, you know, the, the hard defense of all with, you know, uh, Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis. It's now no, Lamar you. Jackson. So I think it's I like the fact that it's not the same old boring teams. It's the new teams. It's fresh blood um, outside of. Brady and Belichick, which is like that is the one thing that's ruining this whole parody thing. But you know, it's well, only four games in. Who knows? They may they they may not be able to. Uh, you know, th- their defense can start giving up big plays. So they might be able to run the ball. Anymore. I don't think that's going to happen. Brady had a Brady pretty- is and he's better than Peyton Manning in 2015. But sure. That is something that people are starting to catch on to that I've been pointing out now for about 10 months. Mm -hmm. Brady has not been uh, has not been especially good for now. His last uh, do the math three, seven, his last like I'd say his last like 11, 12 games. Brady has been pretty mediocre. He, and they're running the ball and playing great defense. They have the real. I mean, the next three games are wins. They have. The I know. I just tell you. And then then their first test is the Browns coming to New England. And I was right. They do have Baltimore. They, they have to travel to Baltimore, which I think uh, in early November, which I think is going to be a great Ooh, game. That's it's, fun. A, it's a really good test. OK, that'll be a good one to circle. Let's circle that one and see. Yeah, that'll be a good evaluation for the rest of football against uh, the Patriots in 2019. Forget the dynasty and everything else just for this year. All right, Spaghetti, let's wrap it up uh, here with uh, sure. with uh, our food block presented by Bon and Viv Spike Seltzer. We like to talk about food. It's one of the key elements in the game of life. And let's blend it right now with a little football, shall we, Spaghetti? If you could eat, if you had to eat to sustain life, one NFL mascot, which would it be? 
Man, that is a... Uh, Unless you're a cannibal, you can rule out the Packers and Steelers and Patriots and Saints. Not that a Saint is mortal, but you still... What, are you going to eat the air? I don't think so. Um, Even a giant. Go, I'm trying to think of like the mask. Fatty. Well, like the, the best... I mean, if the Buffalo Bill... If it's like a bison, if like the logo on the helmet... No, Buffalo Bill, as I've told man. you, Buffalo Bill Cody yeah. tried to kill all the buffalo. Yeah, it's the man. I know. I wish it was... Because I, I love a good bison burger. That would be my pick. I mean, what... Want to eat equine? You go. You could go... What's the best tasting bird? There's the eagle, the falcon... A bison the, burger would be good. The raven... Or the... Uh, raven. The seahawk or the cardinal. Those are the, the birds. So whatever best tasting bird you could probably you're not patriotic you're gonna eat the eagle it doesn't have to be a bald eagle it could be a you know a dark eagle there's like that's true i've never really considered like golden eagles eagles and stuff like that oh yeah that's true i've never thought about the various kinds of eagles i always said the the white the the bald eagle gets all the ink yeah must stink to be an eagle and not be a bald Bald, yeah be a different eagle it's it's the inverse of being human you don't want to be a bald human but you do want to be a bald eagle. Do you ever see the uh, the harpy eagle? What they look like? No. Like a scary looking thing. They're uh. they uh, I think they're from like South America. They actually have one at the LA Zoo here, and I went and they're humongous. They're huge. I just thought of my answer. I don't don't get in touch with me, Peta. Give me the dolphin. Yeah, that's right. Probably, yeah, I mean it's they're they're probably uh, they probably taste all right. Yeah, I was thinking about like no, I got a better one. Tiger meat, bear meat. I wouldn't want to eat a cat. It's a cat. Horse. You, know, you want to eat a lion? I don't want to eat any horse either. What are, people do eat horses. Green Bay Packer, but the cheese head won't count, right? You can't just pick like. A, no, it's a, it's a it's a guy who yeah, packs meat. That's fair. Want to you want to eat a meat packer? No. The correct answer, I think, is although a Texan is just a guy, but their mascot is a bull. And then that's beef. Yeah. I think beef. that's the correct answer. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's some kind of beef dish. That's why I was saying whole, or, or a, a four-legged animal that we've eaten before, which is, I thought, either the buffalo or the the the, the bison or the, whatever it's called, the bull. if we food. left something, a jet? Yeah. No, I'm like looking they, for I don't like the airline food necessarily, so maybe you could even get around it with that, but I wouldn't necessarily be excited about that. Brown, if it's just the color brown... And then it's like all food that's brown, like meatball, you know? Yeah. I'd like it with red sauce on it, but if I can't get it with that, I'll just eat the brown meatball, you know? Yeah. Oh. Not a lot of good options. No, there's not. NFL uh, mascots to eat, as it turns out. Never considered that. Thus ends uh, the food block presented by Bon and Viv Spike Seltzer. And thus ends another successful go around here on the DDFP out of Studio 66. Eddie Spaghetti joined us. I thought that was a, a fun little review of uh, of uh, four games into the NFL season. I think it'll be fun. I know it's uh, like we four we've been saying. We have all our picks um, that you've been making on uh, DDFPRedFlag.com. And I want to see another four weeks from now how different this is. We're talking about the Chiefs and the Patriots. Like, there's no other good teams or even in their realm. And I guarantee you. Put a pin in that. Okay. Yeah. By week eight. Save that one. I'll be interested to see. I'd be happy to be proven wrong here. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to eat any NFL mascots. I am going to go place an order for some Zaxby's. The closest uh, locale for a location for us is Utah. Yeah. We were looking for it about a somewhere between like a seven and eight hour drive okay i'm down for that yeah some things are worth the trip yeah a little less than 400 miles so i, I like i like a long drive I've okay done, i've 
on the drive uh, quite a bit around here, so I could uh, definitely go to Utah. I've never been yet. So. All right, I get to choose the music. Um, all right, we'll do that, and uh, we'll be back with more Hui and Applesauce for you, hopefully with Matt Money Smith and Handsome Hank on Wednesday I think, for a video show. Yeah, I believe Hank is back. He was in New York last week. I think he's Okay, back. good. Yeah, we'll have uh, the full gang with you for our video show. We appreciate you subscribing and commenting and all that stuff. Um, wherever you find your favorite podcasts in the video show, like I say, NFL.com slash DDFP. Till then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.